Patriots. This is Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. Bringing you insight from outside the mainstream, I am your host, Ryan. Today we have a special episode covering Biden's recent speech in Philadelphia and some of the parallels in rhetoric to that of Hitler during his ascension to power in Germany. Next, on Living with Liberty. any American president giving as divisive of a speech as what Joe Biden did in Philadelphia. Anyone listening with a discerning ear and an objective perspective would have heard the totalitarian bent to it. Anyone listening would have questioned whether we are on the road to a dictatorship. We might already be there. There's been a lot of uh, ruling by decree from Biden and this just awful administration. Now, all politicians lie, and Biden is a shameless liar, famously so, and he continues to lie and to use lies that have been debunked several times over at this point. However, this speech was on a whole new level with the lies. Biden sold himself as a unifier, the unifier the country needed after four years of division under Donald Trump, which, oh, by the way, I'll add that division was caused by the Democrats and their media and social media sycophants. But that's, you know, that's that's just minor details. Now, the fact is, he's been anything but a unifier. But you already knew that. The major goal of Biden's latest speech was meant to further divide the country. It was meant to vilify a certain subset of the country, roughly half of it, uh, according to the last election, 45 to 50 percent of it. It's meant to uh, just drive further hate of the America First movement. It was meant to further demonize and vilify Trump and his supporters and it's meant to vilify and demonize those that would rather see America prosper versus every other country we send our riches to. That, at its core, is what MAGA is about. Seeing America prosper, putting America first and its people first. And the Uniparty establishment hates that. They can't have it, so it must be vilified. The Democrats are just the tool. We've all seen Republicans just as guilty of doing it as well. They're a little less overt about it. But actions speak louder than words in those cases. It's plainly obvious the Democrats in particular have had a totalitarian streak in them. 
still have, I guess had's a past tense, still have a totalitarian streak in them. They want to control everything. And that came out again in Biden's speech. The first point I want to cover from Biden's speech is this one. He said, Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. That's a pretty bold statement. It's certainly designed to grab your attention and elicit an emotion of fear. It's designed to make you think you're going to lose something. It's designed to to say, we are losing the foundation of our republic, so listen to me, even though I'm a decrepit, corrupt liar. When you insert extremism into a political statement in America, people take notice because we are not a country of extremists. We are not an extreme country. We're a very moderate country. Using a term like extreme in, extremism brings to mind authoritarians. Again, that's the point, to paint Donald Trump, uh, Trump as an authoritarian and to really deflect attention away from Joe Biden as an authoritarian because he's been acting very much as an authoritarian and a totalitarian. We know that Americans don't like authoritarianism. The puppets pulling Biden's strings know Americans do not like authoritarians. So they use an, uh, a descriptor like extremism to elicit that fear that Trump supporters are autocrats, that Trump himself is an autocrat. Now, naturally, from this point, the speech uh, further devolves into cognitive dissonance and lies on Biden's part. First up is uh, in this next section is a, another statement from the speech, and Biden said this, And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not respect the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. Now, because we're fair here, this is stated in the manner of an opinion, as Biden says, in my view. So he's stating that this is his opinion right now. Uh, so, so there's a little cover there, if you want to call it that, that uh, Biden's just making an opinion statement here. But it's still a very divisive statement. It's still a very uh, untrue statement. This is a classic case of they accuse you that of which they are guilty of themselves. And it is a major case of cognitive dissonance. Who doesn't respect the Constitution? Which party has been assaulting the Second Amendment for decades now? Which party has been assaulting the First Amendment? Which party has been directing big tech on who and what information to censor? Which party's district attorneys have been letting uh, uh, criminals walk? Which party has held political prisoners in the D.C. gulags for more than 18 months now, stripping them of their right to a speedy trial as guaranteed and protected by the Constitution? I'll tell you this, it hasn't been Republicans. The rule of law, whose cities are burning, and which side of the aisle turned a blind eye to the riots and violence? Which governors took forever when there were riots going on to get it under control if they ever did? Again, it wasn't conservative-led cities. It wasn't Republican-led cities. It wasn't even, I'll even say this, it, it probably wasn't even sane Democrat-led cities. It's, but, 
guilt by association here, it was Democrat-led cities. Far-left Democrats, but still Democrat cities nonetheless. And that's, when you go to the ballot box, that's all you see next to the end of, of someone's name. It's, they're either a, there's, there's no marking for sane Democrat or moderate Democrat. They're just a Democrat. So it would behoove the Democrats, the ones that still believe in law and order, to tell the rest of their idiot brethren to knock it off. But again, who am I to... And I'm just a deplorable, what do I know? As for refusing to accept the results of free elections, Stacey Abrams still thinks she's governor of Georgia or was cheated out of the governorship of Georgia. Hillary Clinton refused to accept that Trump beat her and floated out there that there was cheating in the election. And we've got plenty of video out there of of Democrats, senators, and representatives challenging electoral votes over the last 20 years. So there again, who doesn't respect free and fair elections? Who doesn't respect the will of the people? Democrats are the ones that always go and cry about something when it doesn't go their way. I didn't see any Republicans challenging the legitimacy of Obama's elections. Now, they were a little, to be fair, because again, we're fair here, wider in margin. But at the same time, when did that ever stop a Democrat from challenging something? George Bush clearly beat John Kerry, and yet Democrats were crying about that one, too. Now, this whole thing about not accepting the will of the people, not accepting free and fair elections, is, is complete garbage. It's a complete garbage thing to say. But you know what? Here, and, and this is the double standard, and it's really not a double standard. There's only one standard. It's the Democrats' way or the highway, and, and the liberal media's way or the highway. You know, we whine and complain, and... Ignore what the Democrats do. That's, that's the whole bent here. But what we saw here is we have Republicans do it one time, challenge an election. Now, I'll say this before I get into this. If anybody has any video or an article or anything of, of, of Republicans challenging Obama's election, let me know. I couldn't find any. But getting back to the point here, Republicans do it once. They challenge an election. They challenge the votes. And honestly, they do it when there's some legitimate concern about the election, given the statistical irregularities in that election, in the data surrounding the election. And all of a sudden, Republicans are the ones not respecting rule of law and electoral outcomes. Republicans are all of a sudden the ones not not accepting and respecting norms. Now, 2,000 meals certainly, at a minimum, calls into question the free election insinuation. How much impact that was, we will never know. Quite honestly, they did a decent statistical analysis of it in 2,000 meals. But at the end of the day, can we, how much certainty can we say that, that there were how many hundreds of thousands of ballots cast illegally? I don't think we ever get to that number. But it certainly calls into question and is worthy of questioning, and it's worthy of investigation to make sure that thing sort of thing doesn't happen again, especially when you have video of people going to a ballot drop box with surgical gloves on and then taking those surgical gloves off and throwing them in the trash can right next to the, the ballot box. Who does that? Who returns their ballots like that? Someone that doesn't want to get caught, that's who. So it certainly calls into question the, the insinuation of a free and fair election. What 2,000 Mules presented was solid data, evidentiary data, with video surveillance evidence that no matter how you spin it cannot be ignored and needs to be addressed. 
and it does call into question free and fair elections. And then there's this next gem from the resident's speech. He said this, MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. Backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. MAGA is determined to take us backwards. Uh, seriously? Where does he... What speechwriter came up with this crap that he read? Who? I mean, honestly, anybody that can plainly... Uh, that, that isn't blinded by their Democrat glasses at this point or their TDS glasses at this point can plainly see that the America First agenda was taking us forward. We have taken steps backward. What's happened to our economy? I don't care what they say. Until we get a quarter of growth, we are in a recession. Two quarters of negative growth, GDP growth is a recession, no matter how much they want to spin it and say otherwise and say, well, this economist, blah, blah, blah. No, we're in a recession. Our economy's gone backwards. Our prices have gone upwards. We, I'd rather they go backwards, but they've gone the other way. They've gone forwards and shot through the roof. So who the hell's really taking us backwards? I mean, th this is coming from the most overtly racist president we've had in generations. Taking us backwards, says the racist president. The president who said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. The president whose wife compared Latinos to breakfast tacos. Who's taking who backwards? If it's the Democrats, it is the Democrats and their sycophants all over media, social media, Hollywood, whatever, who do not want you to have the right to choose. Until, unless it comes to killing babies, then you can choose to do that all day. But anything else, you have no right to choose. And if you think I'm, I'm kidding, remember that big vaccine push and how they worked to freeze the unjabbed out of society? I don't recall vaccine passports being a thing in, uh, in conservative-run cities and states. I don't recall the Democrats standing up against the corporations who threatened employees' jobs for not taking an unproven poison dart. Your right to choose is limited to killing babies, and that's it. That is the right to choose. They want you to have everything else you do as you're told, you stupid deplorable. So who, again, who is taking away people's right to choose? But you know what? The, the Democrats, Joe Biden, will tell you otherwise. He'll say, yeah, MAGA Republicans, they're taking away your right to choose. When it's clearly been them, we have 18, it's September 8th now. So we're, we're what, over 18 months now into this presidency, and he's done everything. And the, the Democrats running the cities and states have taken away people's right to choose. Their right to choose what goes in their body. Their right to choose their employment. Corporations took away people's employment, said jab, get jabbed or, or get out. Who's taking away whose right to choose? It hasn't been Republicans. Republicans, by and large, have stood up against this stuff. There's no right to privacy. Uh, again, I, I bring up vac vaccine passports, anyone? Showing, having to flash a vaccine passport to go into some, some uh, business and to go into a nightclub or a restaurant? To, that is a medical issue in my book. Uh, it should be private. Uh, whether I'm vaccinated or not is, is not any business owner's, uh, none of their business. I have yet to see a platform of any Republican saying that there should be no rights to contraception. In actuality, that is the preferred method, right? 
contraception. Abortion is not contraception, and that's what the Democrats are equating it with here. That's why they say Republicans do not, uh, Republicans oppose contraception. They want to get rid of it because Democrats equate abortion to contraception. What the problem is, is contraception is an upfront measure. They don't want to acknowledge that, but the whole idea of contraception is to do something preventative upfront. It's not an after-the-fact thing to try and erase the consequences of a risk one took. That's not what contraception is. It's a preventative measure, not a, oops, I made a mistake measure. And this whole idea of no right to marry who you love, that's a state's rights issue. Whatever the people of that state want, whatever uh, laws they want, they elect the reps to put and put the reps in place to best represent those interests. And if they say no to gay marriage in this state, then that's that. It's a state issue. There's nothing outlining it in the Constitution about marriage. You want to have a federal law on marriage, then it's got to be a constitutional amendment in my book. And if that means saying also saying no to someone marrying their cat, then so be it. I mean, that's the ridiculousness we're down to at this point in this world, is people marrying pets and, and inanimate objects and other crap. So if people in the state want to say no to that, then that's, that's their, their prerogative. Personally, whatever. I, I don't agree with it, but at the same time, I don't care enough about it. It's not a big enough issue. It's not going to sway my vote at the end of the day. People decide those things, yet uh, Republicans want to say no to that. Well, th- again, that's a lie. I, I know plenty of, of Republicans out there with the same approach that say, I, whatever, I don't care. It's not a big enough issue for me to, to get bent out of shape about. And then Biden says this. They look at the mob, MAGA Republicans. They look at the mob that stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th, brutally attacking law enforcement. Not as insurrectionists who placed a dagger to the throat of our democracy, but they look at them as patriots. Brutally attacking law enforcement, you've got to be kidding me on this one. This one has been debunked many times over. What law enforcement officer was brutally attacked? They're they're still trying to to, um, insinuate that Brian Sicknick was brutally attacked and died from a, a fire extinguisher to the head when it's already been proven many times over that he died of 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 health or health related issues. There's video of the Capitol police letting people into the building. How is that brutally attacking law enforcement when they are literally opening the doors, ushering people in, telling them stay between the ropes. Ashley Babbitt was shot by an officer who probably shouldn't have been even on the job at that point, given his pension for being irresponsible with his firearm. You want to talk about somebody that was brutally attacked? Ashley Babbitt was brutally attacked. Yet Biden says MAGA uh, Republicans are brutally attacking law enforcement, or brutally attacked law enforcement on January 6th, and they put a dagger to a th- the throat of our democracy. We don't have a dem- democracy. It's a constitutional republic, for one. And two, MAGA Republicans did no such thing. Go look at the video. Were there some uh, some that were rowdy on, on January 6th? Absolutely. But you go and look at this. There's tons of video footage of BLM and Antifa attacking officers. Attacking officers with next to no admonishment from the Democrats at all. No mention of it. No mention of it in the media. Nothing. 
Yet this embarrassment of a president has the nerve to say that the tourists of the Capitol on January 6th brutally attacked police. Now, of course, I have to say that I don't condone the rioting that took place at the Capitol building on said day. Those that destroyed property and didn't and and any that may have had any physical altercations, like I said, I have not seen any video of someone attacking an officer on January 6th, but anyone that did, certainly there's video of people breaking windows and such. They should be prosecuted appropriately. Political violence should never be tolerated at all. Yet again, here we got the Democrats doing it. Biden made that point several times in his speech as well. Yet it's his side that incites the violence that it condones the violence, that welcomes the violence, that doesn't speak out when the violence happens. The, the Democrats have been tolerating and inciting political violence for years now. Remember Mad Maxine and her statement about getting in the faces of Trump supporters? 95% of the people who entered the Capitol on January 6th were tourists. And not that that is an excuse to enter an area that was restricted. And not that this next statement is an excuse uh, for you know to, to condone those that entered the Capitol on January 6th. But they probably did so because the Capitol Police let them through the doors and they were unaware that it was actually illegal for them to be in the Capitol building on that date. What are you going to do when, when an officer of the law opens a door and lets you in and doesn't say, no, you can't be here, it's illegal for you to be here? I guarantee you the vast majority of those folks that entered the Capitol had one of those law enforcement officers said, it's illegal to be here, turn around and exit now, would have turned around and exited at that point. But they didn't. The welcome mat was rolled out and they kept on, and those, those uh, supporters, those tourists, let's call them, just kept walking through the Capitol. Now at most, this whole thing, on January 6th, for the vast majority of these folks that were in there, is a trespassing violation, and that's it. It's hardly, even given some the, the breaking of windows and things like that, it's hardly the violent insurrection that Biden and the Democrats want it portrayed as. That, that statement's thrown in there because their whole January 6th committee was a pile, hot pile of garbage that turned up nothing, and people don't believe any, a word that came out of that committee. We also have this absolute gem here. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos, says the dementia patient LARPing as a president. Now, this is interesting, considering it seems that the left and the Democrats are the ones that are mad about everything. Hell, Biden himself yells at America in his speeches between whispers and yells. I mean, he, he seems like he's got two volume settings and that's it. Now, Go and look at any video platform, TikTok, Instagram. Who are the ones on there screaming and yelling and pitching a fit like a petulant two-year-old on those videos? It's not the Republicans. It's not conservatives. It's Democrat supporters. It's the left. Those are the ones who, want the, who are angry, who want the chaos, who are violent. It's the sheeple among us who take their cues from a speech like this, then go back into keyboard warrior mode and spew their hate online. I had several people say they just they closed their Twitter accounts because it was that bad on Twitter after this speech. 
That's who's violent. That's who's angry. That's who wants chaos. The Democrats let the cities burn. It was Democrats who said mail ballots and, and uh, were good and install, let's install drop boxes all over the place. And that actually was much to the chagrin of all the municipal clerks who are charged with keeping track of elections and making sure elections are administered lawfully. And they threw this, this drop boxes all over the place and let's mail everybody a ballot. Let's mail every address a ballot. The city, those municipal clerks had the toughest job in the world. But what was the point of doing that? To cause chaos. And who caused it? Democrats caused that chaos. That's who. If you are listening to the audio-only show and your platform allows for reviews, please give us a five-star review. It helps others find the show. Whether you are listening to the audio version or viewing on either Rumble or YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Also on Rumble and YouTube, hit the thumbs up or Rumble button as well. Hitting all those buttons helps us uh, get into the algorithms and get into those recommendations, and it helps us spread the truth. All right, one other thing I want to do today is compare some of what Biden said in that speech to points from speeches that Hitler gave during his ascendancy to power. Now, many of you know I'm not a fan of the overly hyperbolic comparisons to Hitler that those in the political arena like to give when they hit a little resistance, when they get a little opposition. And rest assured, that's not what I'm doing here. I am in no way suggesting that Biden is somehow on the level of Hitler. I'm not even suggesting that uh, he's going to become the next Hitler and we're going to see uh, uh, people rounded up and put into camps and we're going to march across North and South and Central America. I'm not suggesting that in the least. What I am uh, saying here and what the exercise is here is to compare the ideology and the language used in Hitler's speeches to what Biden just said in that speech in Philadelphia, and truthfully, you can extend it to everything we've heard from the Democrats for the last six-plus years. Now, the whole point here is to look at things in a historical context, see the parallels, learn from the parallels, and work to avoid falling into the trap of repeating history. So the first quote I want to cover and compare here is this one from Biden. There are far more Americans, far more Americans from every background and belief who reject the extreme MAGA ideology and then those who accept it. And folks, it's within our power. It's in our hands, yours and mine, to stop the assault on American democracy. I believe America is at an inflection point, one of those moments that determine the shape of everything that's to come after. And now America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build the future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. Now, Hitler used this same tactic, uh, the same basic language 100 years ago in, in his ascendancy to Chancellor of Germany. In one of his first speeches in November of 1921, Hitler said this, For us, there are only two possibilities. Either we remain German or we come under the thumb of the Jews. This latter must not occur. Even if we are a small uh, group, we are a force. A well-organized group can conquer a strong enemy. If you stick close together and keep bringing in new people, we will be victorious over the Jews. Now, the Hitler quote is from, like I said, one of his first speeches as he was forming the Nazi party. But the point 
and the language and the undertones are the same here. It's to create division among the people, to create an us versus them mentality, to demonize a group of people. Biden is demonizing the MAGA uh, movement, calling it an extreme ideology. Hitler was uh, demonizing the Jews. He said we we can't allow to we can't allow ourselves to be come under the thumb of the Jews. We have to be uh, well. We have to get well organized, and we have to uh, stick close together, and we have to keep bringing new people in. That's the whole point here. That's what Biden's trying to do by calling MAGA extreme. He's trying to bring more people into his side. He knows his poll numbers suck. The person that wrote his speech knows know his poll numbers suck. Every Democrat knows his poll numbers suck. Don't even want him coming to campaign with them. But yet he's going about saying uh, kind of the same thing of we have a choice to make here. We cannot let this extreme ideology take root. We have to work together to, to come against it. And America has a choice to make. We either go forward or go backwards. I, and I've already covered that. We're already going backwards. We've already gone backwards under Biden. We covered that already. So right off the bat, I mean, anybody with the, the you know, rose-colored glasses on for Biden still at this point are the only ones believing this crap. You think about this, though, and, and what Hitler said, and you compare it to what Biden said. The Jews in Germany were just as German as those uh, Hitler was rallying uh, to his cause. Just like MAGA Republicans are just as American as, as your uniparty establishment types, whether they be re- Republican or Democrat. Both speeches, both uh, give an ultimatum, either choose the path I want you to, or there will be consequences you don't like that we can't allow. Both Biden and Hitler use fear and a black or white choice. There's no, uh, th- there's a, lo- a definite line in the sand. It's do this or, or else is the message here. Both Biden and Hitler use fear and a black and white choice, black or white choice, to to try and drive action. We know both are vilifying a group of people unjustly. Now, the way I view our point in history right now is we might be at the same political stage as 1921 Germany as Hitler was getting his start. Now, the Weimar Republic was just underway. It's a few years after World War I. Hitler... Couldn't, couldn't stand that. He knew that uh, he, he was a power-hungry individual. He knew he had to, to divide the country. And he started, like I said, in 1921, he didn't, he didn't take power till the 30s. So it, it took a long time. I think we're at the same stage right now. Maybe not at that beginning stage. We might be a little further along, depending, right? We'll see how things go in the upcoming November elections. And in 2024, we'll see truly how the people of this country feel. But right now, it feels like we might be at that same stage of uh, this totalitarian-type takeover. They're certainly trying very hard. Now, there's a small group of keyboard warriors out there who then just take uh, these lies, and they go on Twitter, and they attack people. And... Just like, you know, how Hitler started out with a small group of people. You know, these, these keyboard warriors are a fringe movement. They're a small group of people. Don't let these, the, the, don't let it fool you, you know, anybody fool you. It's a fringe movement. It's a small group of people. It's a bunch of trolls. They have multiple accounts. It, it might even be offshore bots, right? So it's a small group of people. We have all kinds of forces. But the problem is, 
unchecked, you if these things go unchecked and nobody nips it and people stop speaking out about it, it grows. And that's what happened. I'm sure when Hitler first started with this small group of people, the majority of Germans were like, you're crazy, that's nuts, I'm not listening, but somehow 10, 15 years later, he was taking uh, over one of the largest countries in Europe because it went unchecked. People got apathetic to it and said, oh, that's just a fringe movement. He's crazy. Eventually, though, Hitler got enough people to his side, to his cause, to take power. So unchecked, this stuff grows. Now, the problem for Biden has been the messaging of all this. First, it was a Republican's fault. Then it was the unjabbed's fault. And then it was white supremacists. And now we're back to Republicans, but this time it's the MAGA Republicans. So he's not even consistent in his message. It's, it's blaming one thing and then another thing and then another thing and back, kind of back to the first thing we blame, but sort of different. So it's all in the messaging. And you get an a incoherent message like that, people are going to tune it out and they're not going to believe it. And actually nobody at that point will join the side because they see the inconsistencies in it. Hitler had no such messaging problems. When propagandizing, cons- consistency is the key to that. The same thing over and over, confidently, and you know, without wavering. That's the key to propagandizing. Hitler understands, understood that. Hitler kept hammering home how awful the Jews were to the Germans. And eventually enough people bought into it to put him in power. There's also, I think, another piece of it between 1920s, 1930s Germany and 2022 America. It's a difference in technology and media consumption. It's harder to propagandize people when they have access to information at their fingertips and there's outlets out there that are not censored, that don't get blocked like they do in communist China, like they did in Germany with the press and everything else. It's harder to propagandize when you have alternate points of view that you can go and look up. Now, people need to go and do that. They need to realize that I can take two seconds and look this up and verify this information that CNN or Biden or whoever told me. It's harder to propagandize people today. Yet, yes, some people do fall for it. Again, I say this. Why do you think there's such a push, though, to censor everything counter to the official narrative that the media and the government wants to put out? Because they can't get control. The messaging gets garbled. There's not a consistency in the message. And if you can go and check what person A says against what person B is saying and then bring in point of view C and you see oh, maybe person B is actually the most right here. That's a problem when, you've, when you're trying to have a consistent message and propagandize people. Do, now, do people still buy what the media outlets sell? Absolutely. There's people still that watch the magic glowing box in their living room and believe everything that everybody says on it without verifying, without checking alternative sources. But do we see it coming to a critical mass of believers like it did in 1930s Germany? I don't see that happening at least not yet. Now, in March of 1933, Hitler said this in a speech. Simultaneously with this political purification of our public life, the government of the Reich will undertake a thorough moral purging of the body corporate of the nation, the entire educational system, the theater, the cinema, literature, the press, and the wireless. All these will be used as means to this end and valued accordingly. What is he saying? They're going to... Uh, put everything under state control. They're going to censor everything, and it's going to be used as a means to their their ends, to Hitler's regime's ends, for their 
for, for their benefit only. And I say this, what have we seen in our own society? The educational system has been hijacked. Our students spend more time learning about pronouns and getting secret counseling that it's okay to LARP as something they're not than is spent on learning things like math, science, and how to read. Objective truths like math are now demonized as racist. Getting the correct answer to a mathematical problem is not the purpose at this point. Getting the correct answer to the social justice cause disguised as a math problem is the goal now. Hollywood has never been more overtly agenda-driven and one-sided as they are right now. Don't get me wrong, there's always been politics and movies and comedy acts and shows. But you could rely on comedians and the show writers to poke fun at both sides. You could rely on, it might not have been equal poking, fun, but you could rely on the likes of Saturday Night Live to poke fun at both sides sides of the aisle. They took equal opportunity on Republican and Democrat presidents, but now the entertainment industry is nothing more than a mouthpiece for the government, specifically the Democrat Party. The press, whose function it is to hold politicians to account, spends more time propagandizing and sparing stories that would be harmful to their preferred politicians instead of doing actual reporting and journalism to under uh, to uncover the truth and to hold politicians to account to expose the lies of the politicians we don't have a functional press anymore so now what do we have we have american culture that has been co-opted just like Hitler did in 1930s Germany in order to spread the approved narrative. So we have that parallel as well. Now, the warning signs are there of a nation on the brink of falling into an authoritarian state. It's there. We're on the brink. The warning signs are there that we are falling into a dictatorship. However, we have reason for hope. One, being Biden is historically unpopular. No matter what the guy does, he screws everything up. Nobody believes him any. Okay, nobody's an absolute. Very few believe him anymore. People of all stripes see through his act. His lies have been well publicized and debunked many times over, as I mentioned before. The scamdemic brought to light many of the warning signs that we have covered here. And institutions across the board have lost their credibility with many. In my opinion, not enough, but we're getting there. Our institutions, our bureaucracies have lost their credibility, by and large. We have a number of America First, Constitution First candidates running for office and winning. Most of all, the people, both Republican and the moderate sane Democrats out there, not the ones on the far left that buy into everything Biden selling, which I think you hope, and from what I see out there, is the majority of the Democrat population, Democrat Party. You hope they get their voice back within their own party. Most of those people are awake to the fact that something isn't right within our republic and that we need to change it, that we need change in order to preserve freedom and liberty for the next generation. So while we should take the words in Biden's speech seriously, because, again, they're not really his words, but one of uh, but the words of one of the lunatic leftists that he surrounded himself with and wrote that speech there are very few at this point who believe in what he said. They, there's very few at this point that believe that what he said is actually true. We have to take it seriously. Like I said, un, if, if this goes unchecked, it snowballs quickly. 
But I, I think reason for optimism here, we have a lot of people checking this rhetoric. We have a lot of people doing their homework. We have a lot of people that are mindful of this uh, kind of march towards authoritarianism. Biden was right. He was right about one thing. We are at an inflection point as a country. And that inflection point is that we are seeing a resurgence of patriotism and the valuing of freedom and liberty. Friends, that's my show for today. Thank you for tuning in. Please check out my website, livingwithlibertypodcast.com. There you'll find links to my past shows, my original articles, as well as other resources to help arm you with knowledge in fighting off the prevailing narratives of the day. While on my website, shop my store, Living With Liberty Outfitters. Lastly, I'd be so grateful if you shared, subscribed, and left a positive review of the show, should your listening platform allow. Subscribing helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family, as well as on your social media accounts. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, let's connect. Follow me on Parlor. My handle is at livingwithliberty. You can also email me. The address is ryan at livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.